Hey guys, I'm Phil Harris. And I'm Ashley Harris. We are Shred MX Conditioning, and we provide online fitness and nutrition coaching, as well as in-person riding clinics for riders and racers from local to pro. Now, we're racers ourselves, so we'll be talking about all things moto on this channel, from motocross, fitness and nutrition, injury, prevention and maintenance, local races, amateur nationals, pro events, current happenings in the sport, and everything in between. So whether you're on the road or in the garage, turn it up and enjoy. This is Shred MX Shop Talk. Welcome back, guys, and thank you for uh, everyone that listened to episode one. Here we are with episode two. And yeah, we actually just wrapped up our first official Women's MX Clinic on Monday, uh, so I want to get into that a little bit. Now, um, before we get into that, though, we were supposed to ride on Friday before at Route 62, and we got to talk about that a little bit. We were getting ready to leave, and Phil walked outside to hook his truck up to the trailer. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I had spent the morning getting everything together for us to go riding because I had the day off. So I was getting everything together, went all the way through, had the trailer fully loaded up. We were ready. All I had to do was hook the truck up and let it warm up, and we were on the road. Walked out to my truck, got up to the door, looked at... Excuse me, guys. uh, Happened to just look at the back passenger window of my truck and it was like it just didn't look right it was all cracked looking but it's tinted so it was kind of almost like hard to tell but I could tell there wasn't something right I opened my driver door and looked on the inside and it was completely spider cracked and like it was pretty much shattered but holding together as soon as I shut my door it just fell out So he comes walking in the house to tell me, he's like, well, we're not going riding now. And again, this is Friday before the riding clinic on Monday. We were going to go check the track out because they change the track every so often there. I'm like, oh, it'll be a good idea to get a feel for the track before we go coach there, right? So yeah, he comes and he's like, well, we're not riding. And I'm like, what do you mean? So we both walk back out there and we live in a good neighborhood and the doors were unlocked to his truck. So it's not like anyone was trying to break into it. Like there's a few tools in there, but there's no reason to break into the truck. Just open the door. Um, So we're still not really sure what happened, but it was shattered and it's winter time. So it's cold. So it's not like we could take the truck with a a shattered window. No. So that was a... Not what I was looking forward to finding. (laughs) No, but we have another truck. I also drive a truck, so his is a a 2500, a Ram 2500. Mine's a 1500, but it'll haul our trailer. So, like, I'm, you know, problem solver. Oh, we'll just take my truck. Cool. We got a ball for it. We started hooking that up, and Phil's a little bit distraught about his window. So we're getting my truck all hooked up and ready to go. And um, put the ball in, back it up to the trailer, We actually have a drop hitch on his truck. For my truck, it's a rise. So we figured that out, cool, get everything hooked up, and now we're running a little bit behind because we had to clean up the glass from the truck and everything and whatever. Like, okay, let's still go riding. This will be fine. We'll just show up a little bit late. Well, okay, so now my truck is hooked up. And pull out of the driveway, all fine. Get down to the end of our road and make a left onto the main road to get out. (laughs) And there's there's a first for everything, guys. So I'm driving because it's my truck, and we make the turn, and the trailer falls off of the back of my truck. 
Yeah, good times. I dropped the ball, all pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, <laughs> distracted more or less with everything else. I hooked everything up, had everything ready to go. I literally forgot to put a pin in the hitch like a dummy. And I felt like a huge dummy when I did it. But uh, yeah, so the trailer come out and hit the ground. It pulled the emergency brakes. Luckily, we weren't going very fast. And yeah, so we proceeded to have to walk back to, up to the house and get stuff to jack it back up because it wouldn't quite <clears throat> crank up high enough to go back on the ball. So quite fun. We got that all back together, put a pin in there and then decided after all of the things that had just occurred that we should probably just turn around and back the trailer in the driveway and stay home. So that's what we did. Yeah, sometimes you got to listen to the signs, you know, when you're going riding and that many things go wrong. But funny enough, so this trailer that we have now has trailer brakes, obviously. We just, Bill mentioned that we pulled the emergency brakes on the trailer. I had asked when we got this trailer, we had talked about it like, oh, I wonder if, you know, that happens, like you pull that emergency brake, like the, the release on it, I wonder if the trailer's totaled, like I wonder if, you know, the wheels are just locked and you have to total the trailer. Um, well, we got to find out, like, can't make this stuff up, we got to find out as long as you put the pin back in there, and again, we weren't going very fast, so maybe if you're going faster, it, I think it can damage the brakes, but we just put the pin back in and she rolled right on down the road. and. Use the trailer on Monday, no problems. But uh, yeah, so Friday was a was quite a, a fun adventure. But like I said, you can't make that stuff up. It's all part of riding dirt bikes. Like, what are you gonna do? It's always an adventure around here, so it is. <laughs> We're kind of used to <laughs> used to something. Yeah. Okay. Something happened. So fast forward <laughs> to Monday. We got to do, like I said, the very first women's MX clinic. Um, <clears throat> I was limited to ten. Nine girls showed up. One girl just had some issues with a, a babysitter, so, but we had nine girls showed up. I got to be an honorary female for the night. Yes, yes. Phil was there, so <laughs> it was all girls riding, including myself and Phil, so we all joked that he was an honorary, an honorary woman for the evening, and um, we're going to have to get him a wig because, so that's one other thing that we talked about, you know, you were there helping me with demonstrations, answering questions and stuff, and again, you were the only guy there, but... Um, I think it was very well received. No one, like, none of the girls had an issue with it. But I think a big part of that, too, is you've been coaching me now for 12 years. So you actually, like, I am a girl, so it's easy to coach other girls. But you've been coaching a girl, not only a girl, but your wife, for the last 12 years. So you have that experience. You know how to, um, you know, get, get what you're trying to say across to girls so that they can understand and everything. So I think it was very well received. No one at all told me that they had a problem with it except that you need to wear a wig next time so yeah i mean we can probably make that arrangement yeah yeah i already found one on amazon we're gonna get that going oh okay so sounds maybe, good maybe find you some boobs too oh that'd be entertaining <laughs> yeah so anyways um a big focus you know right when we got there we went through with the girls form got everyone on their bike just talked about you know contact points with the bike what we want to focus on with form we're a lot about you know what both Phil and I do, whether it's the fitness, the nutrition, the on the bike, all about safety before speed. You have to have the basics down. You got to understand good form. You got to understand, obviously, you know, the controls on the bike and everything. And all of these girls had rode before, but um, 
I think a lot of times girls don't get a lot of coaching from others. So, you know, just talking about squeezing the bike with your knees and things like that made a big difference for these girls as soon as we got out there. So like, like right when we started, I saw them, you know, kind of, kind of coaching them obviously to squeeze their knees a little bit more. And I saw them making improvements pretty quickly. Yeah, I did too. I feel like, you know, like teaching that good form and everything, um, which we do in all of our classes, it, it just helps promote that confidence and comfort because now you, for one, have, you feel like you have more control over the bike and everything. So you feel more comfortable and then and in turn you're you're more confident you know so um yeah i i noticed a lot of the girls seem to uh progress a lot um you know the the more we worked with them and uh it, it was cool it was fun to watch watch you uh work with all the girls and and uh put everything i have taught you into use um in teaching them so yeah it was a it was a lot of fun yeah it was, it was. And I think too, like a lot of times for girls, especially indoors, and this was a big thing too, we did two hours of class time and two hours of open ride. Because for women, I mean, riding indoors is tight anyways for anyone. But for women, we don't ever get a separate group. We're either stuck with, I go out with AB because I'm, I am not going to go out with a C group because they're scary, to be honest, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just rather go out with AB. Plus I jump most of the jumps so I can yeah. actually hit the jumps. But you know, we have to pick from that group, a C group. They rarely do, at least not around here, they don't do a vet group indoors. So you have to pick A, B, or C or go out with mini bikes. And again, being on a big bike, I don't ever want to ride with kids because if a kid goes down and I hit them with my 250F, it's going to hurt a lot worse than a another kid hitting them on an 85, right? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you more bike weight and everything else right so it, it just puts women in a really hard situation like well i don't know what group to pick especially when the track's new you're not super comfortable indoors to begin with so with this being an all women's clinic and just being limited to 10 of us i think it really gave girls that might not actually i know it a couple of the girls told me they had never been there and wouldn't come on a normal day because of how many people were there but gave them the opportunity to ride indoors when they wouldn't have tried otherwise so that was that was really cool to see um, always humbling when people, you know, show up and want to learn from either one of us. Like we appreciate that for sure. But being able to do this, to, to open it up for girls, to check out, you know, route 62, um, indoors is where we did it at in Ohio and give them a chance to check out the track and ride a track like that. That was really cool too. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I'm glad some of the girls that may have not rode on a day that was like an open practice did come out for that. Cause yeah, it was like that perfect opportunity like you said, a little bit of school, like a little bit of class time and then some open riding just to get to enjoy the track and everything. And yeah, um, big thanks to Route 62 for, uh, you know, letting us do that and being open to helping us out if we needed anything that night. So um, it's always cool to do classes out there. I did one before the end of the summer on the outdoors and it's always super helpful. So yeah, thanks to them. Yeah, and if you guys haven't um, been out to check that indoor track out yet, his outdoor track is great too, but if you haven't been there to check out the indoors, he's got heated pits. Like, So we were all getting geared up on Monday, and like, I was hot. Like, I had to ask them to turn the heater down. I, it wasn't super cold Monday, but even if it is cold, he's got the heat cranking in there, so you got somewhere warm to sit in between your sessions. 
Um, it is it does usually get pretty busy in there again because everyone wants to get inside and get warm. But you know, make friends with your neighbors, smile, be polite. Like, hey, like we've had people put their bikes right in front of ours. Like, have to ask, like, hey, I need to get my bike out on the track. Like, you know, we're just try to be as friendly as possible and not get irritated. Like, we're all just trying to be warm, right? Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it gets packed in there sometimes. You just got to make a hole and yeah. make your way through everyone. It's part of moto. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, anyway, um, Route 62, definitely a fun place to check out. But so initially, like I said, we talked about form, fundamentals, basics. I actually got into a little bit too of stretching with the girls. And, you know, everyone kind of, when I when I start to talk about that, everyone kind of looks at me a little bit like goofy. Like they know they're supposed to stretch, but like, really, are we going to do this? But it's just like, like with a work. <laughs> Most people don't actually stretch before they ride. So of course they're looking at you goofy because it... <laughs> I know. It's just talked about, but I know I try to I try to be the change. Well, yeah, it's the way to be. Yeah, you need to stretch, yeah. get warmed up, get the body moving. Yes, because you're you're actually more susceptible to injury when your when your body is cold. So when your muscles are cold, your ligaments are cold. If you think about it, like okay, let's talk about plastics. I don't know if you've ever wrecked your dirt bike when it's cold outside, but your plastic is a lot more likely to break off. Oh yeah. I snapped a fender before. Yeah. Front fender. Just <laughs> crashing in a corner, but it was super cold out. It's so, brittle. When, yeah. you're, when things are cold, they're brittle. It's the same thing for your body. And that's not to discount warming up or stretching even when it's hot outside. Like, just because it's hot outside doesn't mean your body's hot. Like, you have to warm up and stretch before you do anything physical like that, especially riding your dirt bike because it will help you prevent injuries in the event that you do go down. Oh, without a doubt, because you're going to be more limber and, uh, yeah, just you're not going to go down and be stiff going down. Right. Well, for the most part, I mean, you oh. stiffen up a little bit when you go down. Right. Hard not to. Right. Um, but, yeah, so we did a little stretching, and then actually it was pretty cool. First Form is a company that we use just for our supplements, protein, um, collagen, things like that. They were super stoked on what we were doing with the women's clinic, and they sent us out a bunch of samples of things to give out to the girls. So I made up little baggies, and I actually put little pamphlets in there. Yeah, they hooked it up. It was sweet. Yeah, the, but put pamphlets in there with, like, fitness and nutrition tips for riding, and, and then some of the samples of things where there's, like, protein bars and beef sticks, and they actually sent a bunch of their energy drinks, which I love. So one thing, you know, I am not about unhealthy anything i try to be as healthy as possible within moderation like i'm still you know we are on the road we eat taco bell sometimes whatever i'm not like a total health nut but if i can find an energy drink that is decent which these are they're like natural caffeine good ingredients then i don't feel bad drinking one the class was from 4 to 8 p.m at night on a Monday. <laughs> so we all like took a half day off work and had to work on Tuesday. So like they sent me a bunch of those energy drinks. I've loaded them up in a cooler and like told all the girls to grab one. Like it, I know it's late. I'm sorry, but like, let's get this done. I think those were a big hit too. Yeah. They were, they're delicious too. Yeah. So and then it was nice to have. They, it was. And then just talking to them too about like, I, I preach this on, on my social media page, but the importance of eating when we're riding, before we go riding, your food is your fuel. So if, if you haven't eaten all day and you try to ride your dirt bike or even if it's a race day and you don't eat breakfast in the morning, you're going out there with zero gas in the tank. That's going to lead to 
you feeling weak and no energy and brain fog and that can lead to slower decision making which when we're riding dirt bikes obviously that's an issue again that leads to mistakes that can lead to injury so the more we can do to prevent potential injury the better off we're going to be so eat something make sure you eat something that's that's one big thing that i talk to them about too um and i and i try to talk to everyone about but i mean even even with you i mean a while ago when we first started dating that wasn't really like a big thing for you either was eating on race day no i'm terrible i'm still like getting better at eating at the track but yeah when i was younger i i ate a little bit but I, yeah i've always been bad at eating especially enough that like enough food that um i don't burn it all up when i'm out racing and still have energy all day usually i'd be like crashing by the end of the day <clears throat> i am getting better though where now i'm like intaking a lot more food and uh i'm just like even at like practice days i'm just more or less practicing eating at the track and trying to treat it I'm bad at treating ride days and race days like they're different from just everyday life. And it's, uh, you just got to treat it the same. You just got to go out there, you know, when you're at the track and, you know, if you have lunch that day, like every day you should have lunch at the same time when you're at the track, it's only going to help. So I'm, yeah, I've been getting better at that. Um, still not always good. Some days, uh, it's more just like a, a protein shake or something, but I'm still trying to put some good nutrition in my body so I have fuel all day. Um, like you always say, if you don't put fuel on your dirt bike, you ain't going anywhere. So it's the same with your body. If you don't put fuel in there, uh, you can't expect to uh, run all day, Yeah. <laughs> especially at top shape. Yeah, and I know sometimes I'm chasing you around like, did you eat yet? Did you eat yet? And you're <laughs> like, God, yes, I did. Leave me alone. Um, but it is, it's that important for me. Like I know too, whether it's a ride day or a race day, I don't, I don't know if I just have like an iron stomach, but I can literally eat anything and it doesn't bother me. Like yeah, I've, Miss Cottage cheese. As I've been made fun of before. We'll be sitting at like on a race day, 85 degrees outside. And someone's like, are you eating cottage cheese or are you drinking milk? Like sure am. It's good for me. It's my fuel for the day. So it's going down. Like it just, it doesn't bother me. And I know that's not normal. I know that's not like that for most people. I love cottage cheese, but I there's no way. I don't think I'm going to be sitting there eating it. I mean, maybe now, like, I I don't know still, though. Like, I'm probably not, I'm not pulling up some cottage cheese for a race. I, I just <laughs> eat, I, I pick cottage cheese because of the protein. No, I, I get it. Pairs I with just... lunch well. But, but right, so I, I kind of have learned to disassociate, especially on a race day, what I'm eating with how my stomach feels. So it, it doesn't make me sick or anything. I'm just focused on what do I need for fuel right now? That's where the cottage cheese comes into play. But like you said, for you, like if we're not feeling like we can eat a lot, a protein shake does the trick just fine. Yeah. And I'm sure though, like a lot of people too, which I'm starting to figure out is they think that they're going to, their stomach's going to be upset if they eat. And in reality, it's just like, I do that. I'm, I've been playing tricks on myself. Like the last few times we were riding, I ate like a few minutes before, like, uh, I want to say a few minutes. I probably had five or 10 minutes, but after I ate before I got on track, but it wasn't like a long time and my stomach didn't bother me one bit. Like I always thought was going to happen. 
So I'm like learning too that like, okay, like I can get food down and it's, it's not going to hinder me. It's, it's more helping me. Yeah, it is. And, and when you focus on that, it's easier to get it down, but it really is mind over matter. Like it, like you said, if you're so worried that it's going to upset your stomach or you're going to throw it back up, you're, you're going to make that happen for yourself. Like your mind is super connected with your body like you can cause yourself sickness just by thinking about it so oh without a doubt re reframe your mindset about it you focus on the fact that it's fuel and it's going to help you and it, it goes down a little easier yeah it definitely does yeah well, obviously one other important thing about riding which i also you know talk to the girls about um in the cooler with the energy drinks we had plenty of water because water is also important but one thing that i actually talked about this past week on social media that I wanted to touch on today was hydration and dehydration in particular. In the summertime when it's hot out, you know, like we're feeling thirsty, we just keep drinking water bottle after water bottle after water bottle. And it's like, oh my God, I, I'm still getting cramps. I still feel like I, I'm, I don't feel good. We've been told for so long to drink plenty of water when it's hot out, right? Oh yeah. But the piece that... Get your water in. It's right, going to be hot today. Right. But a, a, the thing that most people aren't told or don't know about is your electrolytes. So whether we're it's hot outside or we're just you know riding and it's indoors, it doesn't matter. When we sweat, we sweat more than just water. We sweat out sodium as well. So when you drink massive amounts of water, you're actually drowning yourself so the bat you're, you're throwing off the balance of sodium in your blood so if you don't replace that sodium or electrolytes along with the water that you're drinking you'll dehydrate yourself from electrolytes and actually cause yourself to get very sick so a very important piece as well when you're drinking water whether it's ride days normal days whatever you've got to be replacing electrolytes as well um, one of the things that we actually were able to give the girls on Monday as well. Element is the company that we use for electrolyte replacement. They just come in little single surf packets. Yeah, um, we had sample packs, right? Yeah, they sent me some to give out to the girls for the same reason, just for health reasons. And and we don't like to talk about these companies. I don't, we don't make any money if you go buy their stuff. It's because we use it and we are truly trying to help people as much as possible. Arm we, pump. Yeah, we believe in this these products that's why we're talking about them so yes but arm pump so arm pump is huge like cramps in your arms and things if you don't have the right sodium or the right electrolyte balance in your body that can cause that oh yeah i just i'm usually the reverse though like i've always dealt with because i squeeze so hard with my legs to, that way i don't get arm pump but in turn i'd always get leg like leg pump essentially like cramps and different things throughout the day and yeah it's uh like learning this stuff and everything it's it's helped out huge especially like i noticed this past year like those hot days throwing in some like electrolytes like that and everything and replenishing that on top of you know like just water and everything too you, you kind of go back and forth with it but it uh it definitely helped out a ton i wasn't I wasn't getting cramped up at all. I felt good all day for the races. Like every moto, I wasn't, even by the end of the day, I was, I felt good. I wasn't like totally exhausted. So it, it, it was, a. Uh, it's nice learning these things while we're doing all this. So 
Yeah, and I remember, you know, a couple years ago, you'd wake me up in the middle of the night yelling because you had these crazy cramps in your legs. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. Like, you're just cramping. Yeah, and I was hydrating. I was I was drinking, you know, like plenty of water, but I also wasn't replenishing a lot of stuff with anything else because I, I was just mainly drinking water. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> sometimes for us, it's easy to take it for granted how much, like, we've learned and incorporated all of these things into our own lives. So like we don't struggle with that stuff anymore. Like when people talk to me about arm pump, you know, there's a list of questions that I start asking to try to pinpoint what's going on. Neither one of us gets arm pump because we just do all of these things. So, you know, the drinking electrolytes and working out correctly and eating the right foods and all of those things, having good form on the bike and everything. So, or, or, you know, a plethora of other problems that people face when it comes to riding, but it's like, we have built this lifestyle that is just works really well for riding dirt bikes because we've had all of these problems personally and we've figured out how to correct them and here we are. Like, and I'm not saying that stuff doesn't still happen once in a while, but for the most part, like you and I are both like when we go riding and racing, like we're pretty pretty solid. We don't really have issues. Oh yeah. I mean if I I know if I pump up I know that I was not breathing. Yeah. That's that's how I pump up usually if my arms are like bricks when i come off the track for whatever reason which doesn't happen a ton it's i was probably not holding on very tight with my legs and i probably wasn't breathing very much on the track yeah which is huge like especially like right now like with indoors you gotta you gotta find your spots like and take deep breaths like if it's like a summit or something and you're jumping the catapult double like you jump that thing you take yourself a good old deep breath you try to like do like a reset essentially in there and then then you start charging again but you got to find your uh your breathing points otherwise yeah you'll be gassed and pumped up in no time yeah that's that was absolutely one thing i was going to point out was about indoors and how tight the tracks are and how much harder it is to find an area to sort of like relax and breathe and even loosen up your grip for a minute because you're like, turn, jump, jump, turn, jump, Yeah, turn. there's almost no time to relax or breathe. <laughs> right. So like you said, you have to be very aware of an area, pick a spot yep. and, and make that your spot to breathe. And you want to be breathing around the rest of the track too, but like take a deep breath, reset, like, and then charge forward. Yeah. So talking about, you know, back to indoors, with the girls, like a big thing that we focused on right off the bat was cornering. I always say jump for show, corner for dough, you know, like, like it, it's classic saying. Yeah. <laughs> Not that jumps are easy. I mean, jumps can be scary, but you make up a lot of time in the corner. So that's, that's where we started when we moved out onto the track. Um, and this was actually where our honorable woman came into play, Phil. <laughs> I had him go out there and ride and, and, um, you know, show a couple different lines in the corners and I made the girls pay attention to how deep he stands coming into the corner. But I think what helped them the most with cornering, I actually walked my happy butt out onto the track and stood where I wanted them to go from looking at the corner to turning their head, looking through the corner and looking at the jump that was coming and kind of forcing them to get their eyes up and looking all the way through that corner. It's a bad habit and I, I, I will still fall into this habit at times but it used to be a very bad habit of mine always is to be looking down in front of you at the corner. So by the time you're trying to hit the jump that's right after the corner, it's like too late to get lined up for it because you weren't looking at it. 
versus getting like maybe through the apex of the corner, get your head up, look where you're going, look at the jump, and then you're going to automatically go where you're looking. So I think that was a, that was probably the biggest piece that I seen these girls working on that was like game changer for them. I'm like, all of you guys are going so straight out of these corners. It's great. And then again, standing out there and like reminding them. Yeah, they were, I mean, I noticed that they were getting through the corners a, a ton better after you did that. And I, I don't, I don't think a lot of people, you know, like the girls and even guys, like I don't think a lot of people understand like uh, your eyes are a huge tool in your riding. Like you go most like almost 100% of the time you're going where you're looking. Like if if there's a rock in the track and I look at the thing because I want to miss it, guess what? I'm hitting it. Mm -hmm. It always happens. So guess what, guys? If you're on the track, you see a big old rock, look away from it. If you want to mess it. <laughs> Same with trees. Don't look at those either. No, no. You'll you just go straight at them even though you don't want to. But that's one thing that you're still helping me with. Like sometimes I do really good at it because I'm like consciously aware of it and making myself do it. But again, it's easy to fall back into old habits. So like you'll still be like, hey, get your head up. Hey, get your head up. You know, and like that, that type of reminder, what I was doing with the women on Monday and what you do with me is like it's, it's. A very good reminder and it's it's needed especially like I mean I, I don't know do you catch yourself once in a while looking down too much um I'm once in a great while like if we're on a really rutted track I'll catch myself looking into the ruts and then I'll I'll make a bunch of mistakes and then I'll realize why and it's because I'm looking too down and in front of myself and then as soon as I pick my head up and open that like a line of sight you know you, you not only open up the track and seeing the line sooner but you, you see you know anything else coming at you um so uh yeah i i do do one i do have that happen to myself once in a while but um uh, once i realize it and pick my head up then yeah i can correct a lot of the issues i'm having yeah for sure. And I just have to say that, you know, sometimes it is nice to hear from myself that sometimes you struggle with it too. And I'm sure other people listening feel the same. Like you struggle with these same things once in a while. It might not be as often as I do, but you're not, you know, like, it's not like, oh no, I don't have that problem at all. And then I feel dumb. But I mean, I wish <laughs> I went out and had perfect days every day, but I do not ride enough for that. And, uh, I'm also human. I make a lot. I make mistakes. That, that I was going to say, that's the biggest piece. You're human. We're all human. Everyone makes mistakes. So, yeah. um, obviously. But I, another point that, you know, we focused on with several of the girls, because I knew coming in they were having issue with this, so important indoors is being smooth on the throttle. You cannot chop it. You cannot get on the gas hard, especially because Monday night we were actually the second group there that day he did a 10 to 2 just it was just an open ride for someone that rented out the track monday earlier in the day and then when we rode it in the evening the lines were there it was slick because people had been riding it for four hours yeah it was very slick when i first got out there so it's so important not to come through the corner and get on the gas really hard or the back end's going to walk sideways or get up into the face of the jump and chop the throttle there was you know a girl that was there that told me she was a little bit nervous because she had chopped the throttle and endoed not at route 62 on Monday, but previously. So she was a little bit nervous. And, you know, I talked to her 
about that. Let's really make sure we focus on smooth throttle. There was another girl that her front end kept getting high coming off of jumps. And I'm like, I listened to her for a minute. I'm like, you're getting on the gas, like blipping the throttle right at the lip, which is like putting you into like a boner air. Like, let's stop doing that. So just, just bringing like real awareness to these girls about even if we're not on the gas hard, just be, just be steady, just be smooth. And again, these are all things that you've helped me with over the years that I'm just regurgitating back. But it's so cool that I've learned these things. Again, even if I'm not perfect with them, I've learned them and know them enough that now I can help others as well. I mean, I've always believed in it. Smooth is fast. I mean, you know, all you guys out there, obviously struggling a little bit here and there in Supercross, but, uh, you know, look at Jet last year in outdoors. The kid just looked like he was riding around, but he was, like, buttery smooth and he was killing everyone. Yeah. Um, so it's not always about how hard you're hammering on the gas. It's uh, how you're connecting the track and flowing around it. Yeah. And that's one thing, like, that I want to mention, too. So... We were there. It was all women. You were riding a little bit, but for the majority of it, you were rolling around, rolling over the jumps, just being very respectful to all the girls out there. Like, I don't think any of the girls would say that they felt like you might hit them. Like, you were being super respectful to girls and still, like, rolling around, like, just, just carrying your momentum, having a good time. Like, you didn't tell me you had a bad time, but just, just enjoying yourself. No, it was fun. I just... I, I just tried to roll around with the girls so they didn't feel like, yeah, I was being dangerous or anything like that. And I just kind of rolled around and played on the bike and, you know, hit some small stuff and scrubbed over like singles, like playing around, like just turning the bike here and there or whatever. And then, yeah, when a few times the track opened up, I, I did, you know, a handful of laps or whatever. But overall, I had a blast just like, rolling around with all you guys and uh girls uh, yeah sorry girls with all the girls <laughs> and uh yeah it was a good time I mean I didn't want them to feel like I was like taking over their night because that's what it was about like it was an all girls night so yeah I was trying to be very respectful to all of all of you well I know I appreciate that. I also appreciate that you were there to help me, but I'm sure all the other girls too appreciate just how respectful you are of like being a girl and sometimes just how hard it is to be a girl and ride a dirt bike. I know you see it firsthand because I'm your wife, but, and, and I would never complain, you know, about, there's plenty of girls that complain about the lack of support for women and moto. Like I've grown up in this sport. It's, it's never been great. So I'm just thankful for what we do have, that we do have a women's class when we can get a group together like that. But most people don't realize, again, I go back to most people don't realize kind of that it is a little bit difficult to be a girl in the sport, but you do. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I get to see it firsthand, so I do understand the struggles of it. Um, I don't know. I've I'm, I'm never understood why because there is a lot of good female riders out there and uh, – I mean, we're all people, so why why shouldn't you guys deserve the support? At one time, it, there was. I mean, there was a handful of girls that had, like, factory rides and were making money off the sport, and then it just, they crumbled it away for whatever reason. Um, so, yeah, it is, like, frustrating that uh, you guys don't get so much support. There's a, 
there's a bunch of guys out there that you know do support you girls when they're at the races but uh unfortunately there's also on the turn of it uh, a lot of guys that don't support women in racing and it's tough to see but um it seems like they're trying a little bit this year to bring like the what the wmx or whatever mm-hmm. um is that what they're calling it this year yeah. so yeah so they're trying to bring some of that back so that's good at least they're uh putting some type of effort back into it so hopefully it you know catches traction and they keep trying to make it better for you girls yeah and that's how i feel too you know some of them are in conjunction with like other amateur events going on like the first ones at the day the Ricky Carmichael Amateur Supercross at Daytona. The next one's at in Texas at Spring and Ding. But there are a couple that are actually in conjunction with the Pro Nationals. I don't know if they're on the same day or like if it's the day after with Amateur, but regardless, it's cool that, that there's some effort being put into that. And I will try to be at whatever rounds I can be just to support it. Even though it's not you know as legit as it was, like you mentioned previously, if if we support it and we can get you know the interest um, built back up for that, maybe it'll grow back into that. But uh, again, it it like we've even been at local races or some of the bigger races where something has happened, like they've moved the women's class or they put us in with someone. Like man, it is so hard when they put the women's class in with a random other class because sometimes we're in with little bikes, which I already talked about why I don't like that. Sometimes we're in with, you know, kids on big bikes, which is also scary. Sometimes we're in with, like, you know, the plus 50 riders. I actually prefer riding with the vet riders because generally, like, they don't want to get in my way. I don't want to get in their way, yeah, so it's those all guys cool. usually give you a good, a fair amount of room, so. Yeah, it is just hard because there's such a wide skill range of women riders like where do you put us and then the gate's not always full so i get not wanting to put us on our own gate but it's it's a tough situation to be in at times and i don't know that there's really anyone that talks about that very much um obviously i love it i love riding i love racing i still race the women's class so i deal with it but it truly is something i've dealt with my whole life so i i don't think any differently i i don't it's just it, <laughs> it is what it is but we've been at tracks before that something has happened and you're and you've like looked at me like really they're gonna do that to you guys <laughs> yeah you guys do get uh kind of get the short end of the stick sometimes yeah but it only makes us stronger so that's fine <laughs> yeah now one thing i will say that's really cool that you kind of pointed out that that it brought it to my realization is how cool the female culture is around dirt bikes. So like we did this clinic, right? And all these girls are stoked on it, thanking me for this. They're posting, sharing stuff about it, like cool. And Phil's like, man, that's great for you. But when I did a class, like no one was that stoked on my class. And I stopped for a second and I'm thinking about it. I was like, yeah, that's because this is all girls. Like we're all about cheering each other on and pumping each other up so of course we're all stoked on this women's clinic because we're all girls like that's how we are so that that just it kind of made me giggle like girls really like we all kind of like you know band together and like support each other when we're riding because there's not a lot of us so it's like yeah let's pump each other up yeah (laughs) I mean I got a couple like I guess you call like low-key comments about you know the class I did but yeah for the most part though I didn't (laughs) there was nothing posted about but yeah, uh, that. 
And that's not to say Guys that are a little different with that stuff. Very so. different. That's what I was going to say. It's not to say that, like, your class wasn't good. I was there. I helped. It was very good. But it's very easy for a guy to go find a clinic to sign up for or a training facility to oh, sign yeah, up for. Oh, yeah. There's hard. I can't really name any other all-girls class. So Right. So I think, I think in that aspect, like, we're definitely kind of we found like a need there and can fulfill that need. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you. And it seems like there's already some girls catching wind of uh, what you're doing in other other areas of the United States. So I, I'm excited. It seems like uh, there's a good possibility in the future that we might be able to travel around and you get to do this with uh, a lot more girls. So I think it's going to be good. It'll be fun. and. Uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, uh, you know, getting some classes in myself um, here once it gets warm. So. Yeah, and that's that's what I was gonna say. That's not the only thing. Like, we're not only focusing on women's clinics. Like, that just happened to be one that filled a need apparently. Um, but also, yeah. So we'll be we do, doing our other clinics as well. Like with guys, guys can come to some of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, I think eventually we'd like to do a. A couples clinic. Yeah, that would be fun. If we can get round up enough people that, uh, you know, both people, both people in the relationship ride, you know, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Right, I agree. But so, like with those classes, the vet classes, but even with the women's classes, like if we do like the women's only clinic, I think it's truly beneficial that you have the experience you have working with me because you can equally help. Like you know, it's still something we get to do together. Like I might be the chatty one. Because I'm, I am the chatty one. I'm a girl, but like you're, you're equally there <laughs> no. helping coaching as I am. You know. Yeah, I mean, it was your class, so like I obviously tried to, or for the most part, I tried to not say too much unless like the girls asked me something. But and some of them did, which was really cool. Yeah, um, we had that one girl, the younger girl Riley, and uh, she actually had to stop me while I was riding around, and asked me to help her get up um, onto the, like more or less clear the not clear the finish line but jump up onto it. it's like a single table and she was like on a little 150 and I was on the 450 and I'm like I will I can try to you know go uh a good speed for you to follow me up to it and we rolled around a few times and I I uh rolled you know the sections before because I knew she wasn't jumping them and I tried to stay as close in front of her as I could and, and I just kind of jump up there and then, uh, yeah, she kind of rolled around a few times, and then the last time I let her go in front of me, and I was like kind of following her up to it, and I wasn't sure if she was gonna do it, and she she ended up jumping up there perfectly, so it was pretty cool, and I was actually excited that I got to I was behind her and got to watch her jump it one for in case something did happen. I was right there, I knew what she was trying to do but and then I I got to watch her do it perfectly and then she rolled on into the next corner and she looked back and I gave her a big old thumbs up so it was fun so yeah it was it was nice that I was able to provide some value to the class as well yeah and I think it speaks a lot to just showing like that that they felt comfortable like even though it was again a women's clinic and Yes, I was coaching it, but like they felt comfortable enough with you being an honorary woman for the day to ask you questions. Yes. <laughs> um, but for real, we need to get you away because I think it would be fun. <laughs> yeah, <It'd be> hilarious. <laughs> so like one other thing that we talked about recently too that that honestly kind of humbled me, not only from, you know, like 
I don't know, the fact that, that we're married, but also that I race too. Because again, like you said, not every guy, and I know this, not every guy supports women racers and like, that's fine. But you said something to me recently that, that kind of humbled me and, and struck home that you, for the longest time, like, like obviously you race pro at a local level and always wanted your pro license when you were younger. It never really worked out. Bikes blowing up, funds, you know, whatever. It just never worked out for you to get all your points. You were really close one time, could have rode into the AMA, didn't because you wanted to get it the right way. And anyways, it just never panned out. But you told me that that was still something, like we've been together for 12 years. So we got together when I was 18 and you were 23, 24. You were the old guy. Yeah, somewhere in there. (laughs) Yeah, you were the old guy. Anyway. Um, so still, you know, at that age, you would have been able to, to chase your pro license. I mean, you still could now, but anyway, you, yeah, I was kind of burnt out then though. Yeah. Okay. So fast forward a couple years, I got you to enjoy riding again and you were kind of thinking about going to get your pro license, right? Right. But you told me, um, you know, that you didn't. And I, and I remember kind of talking about it then, but you said it again, like just after this class that you didn't because you knew that that would mean I wouldn't get to ride and race as much as I wanted to. So you kind of put that on the back burner so that we could continue to do it together. Yeah, I mean, I, it would be great to chase that. And, you know, I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there who probably listen to this and be like, oh, dude, you should you should go out and do it. And I, I appreciate all that. But at the same time, like, I do love just going and riding and racing the both of us. Like, so for me to, you know, yeah, like, we can go do the pro-ams, and, like, we'll both be able to race at races like that, but, like, to do nationals and stuff, like, that's, I'm, I'd be spending a lot of money for the guys that do it, you know, like, they understand that and everything, but, like, to me, that just, for the person I am, that just doesn't make sense in my head to go spend all that money for one weekend on myself when me and you can go, you know, probably for the same amount of money for two or three weekends and have a blast. So, you know, I'd rather, I'm down for going and having a blast. So yeah, like nationals would have been cool and everything. And a lot of people, you know, like would say I could still do it. Like, um, but oh, you could for sure. (laughs) uh, Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys I race against. I do ride nationals and, and do get in. And I, you know, I'm like right there with them at a lot of races, but, uh, I don't know. It's, it it just hasn't been in the cards, so at this point, I, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, well, I I just wanted to bring that up because again, you know, it just it. I think everyone thinks it's cool that like we're a couple that rides and races together, but there's a lot of sacrifices that have been made over the years from both of us so that we could both continue to ride and race. Like, yes, it's super cool, and I love that we both do it, but I think people forget that that means two sets of race fees every weekend, two dirt bikes, two sets of boots and, and gear and helmets, and, like, we need double of every every. Two dirt else. bikes, try three. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're a little spoiled right now, but yeah, one and a half because I'm going to ride that 250. Yeah, a little bit. I'm going to ride it a little bit, yeah. But <laughs> anyways, it's just there, there are sacrifices that are made, and, and you've always, always supported me and my racing, and a lot of times I've been, like, you know, pushing you to want to go race more. And, and I know sometimes it's not always like, you know, your top priority to go race, you know, local stuff, but we've been able to expand our, our 
reach of racing a little bit. We went up to Michigan a lot last year. We've been to New York racing and stuff. And obviously when we lived in Florida, we raced down there a little bit. But um, I just, you know, being a girl that rides and races, I've been doing it my whole life. I am stoked that I found someone to support me doing it, and I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm glad you support me as much as you do and uh, have helped me find enjoyment in riding again because it is nice like now to go to the races or a ride day and have a smile on my face not I don't know be frustrated by the little things and now it's like yeah I'm just here to have some fun and see what happens we're gonna we're just gonna wing it <laughs> more it, or less yeah and it's funny because we actually are like from two totally opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to racing like I was raised just just have fun like we did a little bit of Loretta stuff when I was like 14 and 15 but at big races and it still happens to me I get nervous and ride terribly like I'm working through that and I've actually made a lot of progress so but anyway it was never that serious for me growing up. It was like something we did on the weekends, you know, and had a good time and we were just enjoying ourselves. And then you were raised completely different in the racing scene. Yeah. I mean, chasing the amateur nationals all over and spending lots of money on racing. And the only option was pretty much like win at local races or be like, top five at big races which I'd hardly at that time you know when I was younger I mean local races yeah I was I was pretty close to winning a lot of times but um bigger amateur nationals back then though I usually put too much stress on myself so and you know stress that I knew I had to do well so it usually turned into that I didn't ride well so it's usually how that works yeah um and that's a lot of where my uh frustration and not so much enjoying riding came from yeah so when we got together it was like I was trying to help you enjoy it again because you like for a little bit there you made the official Facebook post that you were hanging up your boots for a minute and kind of drug you back out of that and then obviously we moved to Florida and we bought two new dirt bikes when we went down there we were just living it up but uh yeah I, I think we've both come a long way and kind of met each other in the middle you know you really know a lot more now how to enjoy it and yeah you you want good results but I can see you like like if you don't have the moto that you wanted you'll be frustrated for a bit and then and then you're really good now at letting it go and still just enjoying your time at the track yeah it doesn't matter as much I mean before it was win or I suck yeah um that was kind of my mentality uh it was hard to get out of too um but yeah now it's kind of I get frustrated because like sometimes like I know I made mistakes or something so I'm like dang I'm like frustrated more on that in the moto for that split second and then, yeah I just try to move on and either move to the next moto or if it's over with like hey like I'll get them next time I get out there, whatever, and be just happy with uh with the day with whatever it gave me. So, yeah. and just enjoy that I got to ride my dirt bike. Right, and then I mean, for me, you've had to like like a couple of times be like, "What? You're so much better of a rider. What are you doing out there?" And it's like I I've told you before, like I know I have more speed. I just don't know how to get it out of me. Like. I need reminded to be aggressive and to race when we're there sometimes. Like, we're not just here to go, like, 
for a practice day and ride around. So sometimes I need that, that fire. So we've really done well at like meeting each other in the middle and like you give me a little bit of the fire that I need and I, I give you some of the calmness that you need. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Sometimes I'm a little too amped up, a little too serious. So getting yeah. better at that, just having fun, smiling, laughing, yeah. talking to people. I'm, I'm just such a big believer that if, if you're, it doesn't matter how you do, it doesn't even matter if you ride dirt bikes. If you're the person at the track that's having the most fun, people are going to want to talk to you and hang out with you and, and be having a good time with you. So it's more important to be happy and having a good time than, than you know, always be the, the... Good vibes only. <laughs> yes, yes, always good vibes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for the women's clinic, it was, it was great. Um, we finished up about 8. It was a late night for us. Tuesday we were both dragging that's why you know it's actually Wednesday now and we're just getting to, to talking about it today but looking forward to the next one in a couple weeks um, it's about half full so um, get a few more girls signed up for that one there is potential that if that doesn't fill up completely we might open it to a couple of vet riders but I can't say that for sure yet until we give girls the, the opportunity to, to sign up over the next couple weeks but that's kind of a precursor to some of the other classes we want to do, some vet classes. Yeah. Vet riders only for some training clinics. Um, again, because not everyone wants to train next to kids. So, But otherwise, I mean, this weekend we're going racing at Route 62. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday. Should be interesting. It's a day race for both days, so that's different. I'm so used to racing at night for indoor, so... Yeah, and we talked about that a little bit. I kind of like the night show setup for indoors. It just reminds me of more of like like the show, you know, kind of like Supercross is. Like you do all your qualifying and stuff during the day. Like, Although I will say like like obviously I like when the program is a little bit more concise. Like we're not – we don't have to be there for practice at 11. Heats start at 3. Mains start at 7. Like that makes for a long day. But I do like it a little bit more for indoors when it is like – the night show, although this will give us the opportunity to, like, get home and go to sleep Saturday night so that we can show back up on Sunday. Yeah. So, but it'll be interesting. It should be, it should be interesting. I think it'll be cool, though. It's supposed to be beautiful this weekend as well, so that'll be nice. I know. January, oh, no, we're about to be in February, and it's, we're going to have 50 degrees and sun. Yeah. That's unheard of. It's, uh, it's Ohio for you. Yeah, so we might actually get to pit outside. This is true. So, but anyways, that was, you know, just wanted to, to chat about the women's cla class that we did. And again, you know, the next one coming up and everything. So we will keep you guys posted on what's going on or any other events that we have planned or scheduled. And um, yeah, we'll be uh, back here chatting again soon. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening.